0: The last 50 years have seen dynamic shifts in societal attitudes towards female autonomy, divorce, reproductive rights, and the very definition of marriage. Along with it, more and more people are making the conscious choice to live their lives child free. We're here to unpack the complexities of this life choice and say the things that we can't say anywhere else. Greetings. Welcome to another episode of
1: Not Just
0: Sleeping In. I'm Lee.
1: And I'm Tiger, and each week we gather in our secret child-free compounds and discuss all things about this pretty crucial life choice that we've made. This week, declining global birth rates, and the subsequent media coverage. But (laughs) first, but firstly, as always, how late did you sleep in?
0: Oh my god, uh, 1025am, seems like a specific number, but uh, I've, dear listeners, I've moved to a mini-compound on the eastern coast of the United States for work. Um, which we'll talk about on another episode, I'm sure. But um, that's when the front desk called me to tell me that the water heater was broken and I had to very quickly move to another room. Um, It was a rude awakening for someone trying to adjust from West Coast time.
1: (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Hey,
0: I'm here. Uh, The perfect way you want to spend your day off. You know what I mean, Tiger? Uh, But hey, how about you? What do we got?
1: 9 9 a.m. just this morning, actually.
0: Oh, but you know, that's like a, that's what a nice number. I mean, we were all worried about Farmville making it like 4 a.m.s for you, so.
1: Yeah, Can't, I mean. Good to get a nine in. Yeah, it was, it was good. It was relaxing. I had a friend's Zoom birthday party last night. We did a virtual wine tasting.
0: Ooh. So
1: nine feels actually like a bit of an accomplishment. You know, like I didn't, I wasn't a total sack of shit after housing a bunch of rosé. <laughs> so.
0: Feeling good. Delightful.
1: Yeah. I actually, like, I think part of it is just that I don't, like, I'm not a big, well, I'm not a big wine person, so I didn't consume Mm -hmm. as much
0: as. Right. As I would have. But, like, a bourbon tasting. Oh, God, I'd be fucked. It might have been 930. (laughs) Perhaps 10 (laughs) a.m. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs)
1: Yeah. Beer, oh, my God, forget about it. I'm out (laughs) till noon, just from the heaviness. (laughs) Uh
0: Oh, yeah, I barely know how to drink. We, we've talked about this. I'm a, a former Edgeman who just two whiskeys and I'm good, you know.
1: <laughs> two whisk- child. Yeah, that's hilarious. I like. <laughs> I don't know. I I've been getting better about that. I did get. I so I have been drinking a lot less. Sorry, mm-hmm. we'll get to the episode. I just like I've been drinking a lot less lately, and I realized it's working because I bought these beers this week that i was really Mm -hmm. excited to try and they had like a nine percent abv which is pretty strong for a beer yeah Mm -hmm. and uh yeah so two of them knocked me on my ass and i had a raging hangover i was like dang i'm both proud (laughs) of myself and tremendously embarrassed so yeah yeah.
0: How do you how do you even measure it? So hard to say. I, yeah, you know.
1: <laughs> I'm a, I'm a new <laughs> I'm a new tiger. But um.
0: Yeah. Speaking of tiger though, did you did you see the news? We're all gonna die. Oh my and god! We can't afford anything, and the whole world's falling apart.
1: <clears throat> oh my god! So yes, yes, I did because you sent it to me, and I was I did dying. Um. Yeah, so Lee sent me an article about a study that the University of Washington published in the Lancet, and the article about the study (laughs) talked about how we are just failing to poop out babies in the last nine or ten months of the pandemic, and we are doomed. Doomed. Doomed,
0: I say. Doomed.
1: Everyone's going to turn 80, and no one's going to pay for their shit. There's not going to be any little nugs around to, like, buy into the capitalist fantasy. It's going to be some bullshit. All these boomers are not going to have grandchildren to clean up their poopy diapers.
0: Their mess. Their big, giant mess. Um, And the funny (laughs) thing is, I think that we... Part of the reason I sent that to you is because we had alluded to some such studies... Mere weeks ago, I think the last time we did was maybe the Idiocracy episode. I think where so. we kind of yeah we we talked about these phantom studies uh, that come out every once in a while, and like we called it from the ether. Uh, this appeared uh, all over the internet, reported in ver- various forms and various outlets. Um, mere weeks after, so yeah,
1: it was oh boy, we had summoned this, and the the best part is. <laughs> reading the articles about the study and reading the study itself are two wildly different things. Mm -hmm. But let's start with, like, one, I just don't think it sounds that bad. (laughs) Like, even before getting into the study, when someone says there's just, like, not going to be a lot of babies around and it's because we're in a global pandemic, I'm like, oh, great, everyone's really smart.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's so funny because... In the era that we grew up, the post-Boomer generation, the kind of millennial generation um, where we kind of reside in different, you know, phases of that, um, were raised, you know, are really confused Boomer parents. You know, we're the children of the greatest generation, the product of the boom. And then we got all this weird messaging for the longest time about how, like, the Earth is doomed. And, you know, oh, my God, climate change. Oh, my God, population control. Like, I remember in school just talking about how, like, there's too much. There's too many people. It's all a mess. It's never going to work. And then here we are now that they're starting to age up a little. Like, now that we're where like there where we were, like, we are where they were when we were in elementary school. It's like, hey, gang. So, um, (laughs) turns out. uh we need more people. So, can you guys get on that cuz it seems like you're not? <laughs> and it's it's such a weird miasma of messaging that we've gotten our entire lives.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It it really is. <laughs> it's 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 so strange to be told that there's this population crisis and then like get blamed for it when we chose not to have children in the middle of like Global warming and multiple economic crises and a fucking global pandemic. Like, yeah, it's like, what do you want us to do? You know, right. there's no, and what's really interesting is the initial article that you sent me was from CBS News and mm-hmm. it was very, very American centric, right? So it sure. talked about how there's no social support, there's healthcare costs are insane, there's not a lot of social support for older adults. Um, It's all very like capitalism heavy, you know, people Mm -hmm. are so scared of automating and losing jobs because we don't have any sort of like socialized economic system. And so it's like, yeah, well, that sounds scary, but there's fucking solutions to that. Right. Like, (laughs) (laughs) I just made a really shitty face to that. Oh, it was the best face.
0: It was the best face.
1: But yeah, so it was really interesting, that CBS article, because it was, it was, like, this miasma of messaging that is also just, like, not the whole picture at all. Like, this very American-centric picture of things that is not totally true for the rest of the world, and we'll touch more on that in a second. But Mm -hmm. also, like, none of this is so bad. It's like, I was doing more research and I found a BBC article about it, and they talk about how it's actually, it shows that, um... Reproductive rights are valuable <laughs> because women have more economic freedom. And, and it's um, it was really interesting because they want to figure out a way to solve this impending population crisis, which is... Let me back this up for just a second. Mm-hmm. So the study that was in the Landsat is talking about a population drop that was going to happen regardless, according to their predictive models, by the end of the century. Right. So by 2100. And this is just... We're a little ahead of schedule of where this drop is supposed to take place because sure. they, could, they didn't factor the pandemic into this longitudinal statistical study <laughs> that was started right. ages ago, right? And yeah. so it's like, this is actually nothing to be panicked about. But if we do want to continue the replacement rate for people on Earth, uh, it's like we have to figure out a way to do it that's not panicking and that's not infringing upon reproductive freedom. Which is mm-hmm. ultimately a good thing, and ultimately leads to better quality of life. You know, so yeah. it was really the BBC article was more hand wringing about like, can we keep feminism and also babies?
0: <laughs> oh man! Like, yeah, yes. <laughs> well, the funny thing, and I, and I think too that it's very, and I, I appreciate the scientific responsibility. Of someone saying, here is our study. Here are numbers. We will put them in your, you know, like I think in the CDC website, another good thing. But even then, they're very responsibly a lot of times with like the CDC, the last thing they're like, we got you to 2018. Like, as I was trying to like look up stuff and research as well. They're like, we can reliably give you numbers to 2018. So it's like, that's the nature of like numbers a little bit, right? And then we just take, everybody takes their own cultural fears and then just transposes them on on a pretty neutral data set at some point. Yes,
1: that's the thing. This was just, this study wasn't meant to solve any problems or answer any questions beyond... A longitudinal population grow wax and wane, and like we've seen this before. There was a great, there was you know, whenever there's been other crises, like whether it's World War One, whether it's the bubonic plague, there have been drops in population because it forces people to rethink how they live their lives, right? Yeah. So this is really quite normal and also like naturally in if we view us like humanity humans as an animal population on earth. This is just how ecosystems work. And that's what this neutral data set has nothing to do with kind of the way individuals live their lives. It's that we are part of a larger natural system. You know, like I have squirrels in my backyard and they live their lives as like little individual squirrels. But there's also this larger squirrel population that affects my local ecosystem. And it's like, sure. they're part of that, but maybe not consciously and actively. And that's what we you, have to think about too. And it's hard to wrap your head around, but it's like yeah. really kind of humbling.
0: Yeah, sure. But if you see three squirrels a day, then like the squirrel population must be absolutely booming.
1: Yes. <laughs> yeah. But I don't.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you? Oh, now Squirrel Watch, the coming I, soon. I
1: see more bunnies. Like, I have a very robust bunny population in my backyard. Delightful. Yeah, it's pretty yeah. cute.
0: So I think it it is. It's, it's super interesting. And I think that's why um, when presented by some of this stuff, uh, listeners, always, like, take one extra step and look at the news sources you're looking at, even within the states. But then also, like, I find, you know... Y- just just dipping your toe in the BBC is usually just a very interesting way to get kind of the first uh, other perspective on yeah. this whole thing, you know?
1: Yeah, and like go back to the study itself. It might be a little bit over your head, but often mm-hmm. the the briefs and the um, you know, the the measurement methodologies and stuff. If you can sit down and kind of parse it, it actually becomes really interesting and a lot more reassuring and a lot less alarmist. Because, like I said, ultimately. Um, and we kind of touched on this when we were discussing it outside of the episode, It this is not a bad thing because it's forcing us to pause and rethink how we've got society structured currently, which in most Western countries and like most of the world at this point is one of like unfettered economic and population growth. It's a growth mindset and it's not sustainable. Like it hasn't been sustainable with or without a pandemic. And so it's kind of nice to be reminded oh, yeah, we can't actually do this. There are going to be a lot of old people. We can't just keep having more kids than there are old people because that throws things out of whack. So, like, what do we have to do to make things sustainable, tenable, livable for everybody, right?
0: Yeah. And And it's... Yeah. No,
1: no, no. Keep going. Keep going.
0: And it's the good thing about that forecast is it should, I, 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 the the funny thing that the conclusion that most of these articles made and thank God, like, you know, even like the guardian one where it's like, Hey, this is not some moral failing. Like this is just like some of the stuff just kind of happens. And I love that even in the title of the article, they were like putting that out there um, as a takeaway, just because the funny thing is in a very binary, like, here is problem X, so Y kind of way that like the end result is just like what do we got to what do we got to do to make sure all those people are having those babies, and that seems to be the takeaway from almost all of these articles. And it's funny, and not to, and of course, it, you don't want to explode your you know thousand word article into it, but it's just like at some point. You know the the idea of like we need to keep making taxpayers and consumers, and it's so funny to me when when babies are referred to as taxpayers. <laughs> like, <laughs> I just think it's the really funny. Like, like I just want to say, start referring to just to like <clears throat> when we're brought into all of the endless questions about our existence. Um, to really just like to our 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 great like you know silver like hipster friends and be like how's your future taxpayer uh how's your, how's your future taxpayer doing are I'm they just uh,
1: picturing everyone having little boss babies
0: like <laughs> <laughs> just tiny little mustaches and suits and be like if you had to say like just end brunch conversation what, at some point when you have heard the third story about how they spit up all over you or something just go now really <clears throat> 20 years from now, what do you think the growth earning potential of your little taxpayer is going to be? Let's say that the tax rate stays about the same. (laughs) And just like reframe. Because I it's such a weird mindset. And I think that with a lot of this messaging eh, to parents and us and everybody, it's just like both like be yourself, be a fantastic little individual. And like they want us to live that one thought of like, yeah, you're just out there doing your thing. But like, if you like, it, it's like in your computer when you look at like get info, like it's just describing you as taxpayer number, social security yeah. number, it's like, <laughs> and just, it's just, just like
1: be the cog, be the cog. It's yeah, and it's like why, why do we always go there and assume that things just have to stay the way they are instead of how how can we do better? One thing that was really interesting because we were discussing this with your partner. As yeah. well. And they said that uh during the bubonic plague there was a push toward like guilds and toward new social systems and because the feudal farming system just wasn't working anymore.
0: Right. And
1: that was like like in, in Big Mouth when they <laughs> explode into a little match head, that was me. Because it was just like yeah. they figured, you know, far more primitive people with far less access to information figured it out. They were like, Oh, we can't all just be cogs in the king machine. We yeah. have to figure out how to support one another. We have to create new systems if we can't create babies.
0: Yeah. And, and I like, think
1: that's healthier.
0: <laughs> my my labor has value and uh my life has value and like particularly if you're talking about you, you know stop me when this starts to sound familiar. You've got a uh you know, a disease that ravages populations of people forced into close contact with each other because they don't have space to live. I, I <laughs> you mean, know, because I've, they don't have like I
1: can't imagine anything like that.
0: <laughs> yeah. Crazy. Um So yeah, it's it it's a very natural kind of wax and waning and but Every one of these articles, even the really well-intended ones, and I think we've said before, like, conservative, liberal, all this stuff. The conservative side's, oh, my God, the nuclear family's falling apart, and you're like, the nuclear family was invented less than 100 years ago. Um, And the single-earner love match, marriage is a very new idea. And then, like, the liberal side is just like, who's going to pay for all the social systems? And, like, never once... Does and because again, like stay in your lane. This is like the conversation we're having, it's baby centric, it's not at all like uh, you know, corporate taxing or like limiting military spending. Those never come up in these articles. They're like, well, if we could get these ladies a little bit more support to get back to work,
1: nor does it just. And I think you could take it even further. Like, this is just me. I think that you could take it further. Like, we with fewer people, that means more resources for better distribution. And we have the technology to automate enough things that people don't even need to work. We could just, like, live our lives and find greater and more interesting pursuits than fucking work, you know, which is, like, such a hard concept for people to wrap their head around. But when I read stuff like this, all I think of is... Well, why... Like, we can... Money is a tool. We can transcend that tool if we wanted to, which is obviously, like, huge pie-in-the-sky thinking. But I think when we're facing if this is as much of a crisis as people want to believe, we have to start thinking real weird, you know, we have to go full on like anti-work, utopian post-scarcity society realness, which is honestly like kind of a beautiful thing. (laughs) Like I always feel like, why should we be panicking? This is awesome.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Oh, you mean we
1: don't have to die a violent heat death? Oh, you mean we can save the penguins? (laughs) You know,
0: like what a delight. Yeah. Um, I, pengu- yeah and it's
1: penguins over babies dude yeah
0: and <laughs> it as someone who because the way that we factor into this conversation right yeah. is that you have and i mean i've talked to some parents of mine who are actively waiting to have kid number two yeah right like they're actively and it's funny because they're like this, like, all-time low in American birth rates, like, that I looked, and I think the one that I looked at was, like, per, it was another one of those weird, like, per 1,000, per 2,000 people. We're talking about the U.S., you know, fertility rate. Yeah. It was, like, we're freaking out about, like, a 1.7. So that's, like, <laughs> that's, like, we're still averaging two yeah. people. Like, so a, a single or coupled woman is still likely to give us two babies like we're not even it's not we're what it's not negative numbers right like so yeah the, but the way we factor into this is like choosing not to participate in that part of the system right and like we're again if if i'm a little taxpayer you know what i mean <laughs> like partner's a little taxpayer like i've still like if you flip up my little you know flap on the back of my neck it's still got a social security number there yeah like we're doing our part and if anything like we don't get the system is still built to help those other people out. But it's like, I'm not going to be coerced into changing my life path by these numbers. You know, I'm yes. not going to. And so that's why I wonder a little bit about the bias is like, who are they trying to like terrify into like nothing, nothing sexier, right? Than, honey, I saw this CBS article. <laughs>
1: Well, here's... About
0: the end of the world.
1: To take this to a real dark place, Mm -hmm. it's white people that they want to coerce into having more Western babies. Oh, sure. Because here's where it gets real interesting. Yeah. Dig a little deeper into that Lancet article. Sub-Saharan Africa's population is meant to triple. Triple by 2100. Which means not as many white babies, you know? And that's like not to sound super crass, but like that's where bias really starts to come into play and where they're really burying the lead. Like, it's not that there's going to be a whole, like, yes, there will be more old people than young people on earth, but part of it is also, is it the right kind of young people? It means we have to get more comfortable with migrants coming into new countries and like refilling our populations via migration, right? It means that we have to be, more comfortable with this idea of, like, Eurocentric, Western-centric supremacy going down, you know? We have to be open to other mindsets, to other people, to other cultures. Like, when... I forget which country shit, whatever. Um, a couple of African cities are going to become the largest cities in the world in the next hundred years, right? Which is not something that's ever really happened in history. It's always been kind of dominated by, I mean, I guess Mexico, like, Mexico has always been one of the largest, you know, you've got these huge, like, kind of sprawling cities. I know China's up there, but, like, Africa has never had as much economic power as they're poised to, And with more people, gives them more bargaining power because they have so much of the world's, like, mineable resources there, Mm -hmm. right? So it's, like, I think what a lot of the framing of these articles are, intentionally or not, is this sort of underlying threat of, like, white supremacy and this undoing of colonialism, you know? And I think that's another really interesting, like, it's sinister, but I think it's also the state, like it's fucked up, right? Right. it's
0: it's, the, it's like you you were saying,
1: like, what's the point of these articles? What do they want people to do? And it's like, right. Make white babies.
0: They're like, here, here's your take home gut, gut check. Uh, dear listeners, when you hear uh, a phrase like the American way, um, that will probably instills two very ones. One's a big idea. One's like the more, the, the more perfect union that we talk about. Um, of like people living their best lives and prosperity and, you know, freedom. And then there's like the other way where it's a little dog whistly. even something as like meant universally welcoming as like an American way of life, um, can be just rooted deeply with those things. And like, why not build a better world for everyone? Like, why not, you know, fix society so that these things can ebb and flow and the baseline is still good. People get to choose who they want to be with and how they live their lives and how they spend their time and they don't have to struggle to have food or a place to stay. And then like, because then we can all be like in like another, the best little, like if, if my job, if your system is, is, forcing me into the role of the best little taxpayer then like why not let me be the best little taxpayer right like at the same time they're like we need you to pay your taxes and you're like all right well can i get like a 15 dollars minimum wage and then i'll give you more taxes that way and they're like hold on a second (laughs) so it's yeah because ultimately with the hand-wringing on the numbers I think the, the idea is, if you look, the fact that we can have these great data sets, and again, it's hard to go back at a certain point. And I think the lovely thing about the 19th to 20th century going forward is we're going to have so much more data. Mm-hmm. We're going to have an unprecedented amount of data than we've ever had. Is that, like, on some level, these things will balance themselves out. Yeah, right? exactly. They always do. Right. And I think it's really funny because everybody's was getting really ready for their Roaring Twenties parties, you know pre-pandemic and you know we then look at the baby boom of the 50s right and with very different circumstances in some ways we're kind of on that same path theoretically right like but the the thing that has to 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 balance out is the end of the wars and the end of the economic depression and people feeling stable and comfortable yes exactly you know?
1: and that's that's what's so interesting about these sort of larger patterns is it's not the it's the alarmism just doesn't need to be there this is pretty normal this is something we've seen happen and it's just happening again and i think the alarmism comes from like the right kind of babies being born or just a shift in global economic power you know like if the u.s has fewer people and, like, Sub-Saharan Africa or, the, like, Indian subcontinent have more. They have more taxpayers. They have more workers. So there's this shift in, like, economic patterns and stuff that I think scares people. But it's, like, on an individual level, it shouldn't scare us because it doesn't kind of impact us in that way. So it's, like, don't let it change how you are going to live your life, you know? Yeah. These are, these are big patterns. These are big numbers. And don't let these news articles freak you out. Because, like, again, we've, we've just pointed out and poked holes in all these biases, all these kind of wild techniques that they use to freak people out. And at the end of the day, it's like you said, why? Like, to what end? Do you really want someone who's going to be a bad parent to have a kid that's going to grow up to be, like, a resentful turd? No. <laughs> no. You don't. Yeah. And it's like, I just keep keep living your life. Keep doing things like, you know, not spreading a global pandemic where you can like, you know, being more environmentally conscious and make the world better for the babies that do come so that they poop out more babies, I guess. I don't know. Or don't, you know, and, like, voluntarily extinct the human race, which is, like, something else I want to talk about one
0: day, but... <laughs> <laughs> Just embracing mass extinction as an idea. <laughs> yeah, like... you
1: know, like, again, penguins over people, dude.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I'm into it. No, and like, and, and again, if you're if you're at a on a Zoom wine tasting or a socially distanced brunch, and someone tries to uh, bingo bingo card you with some new statistic, um, you know, again, it's good to know the numbers. It's good to understand what they mean, and also, like, um, please call them little taxpayers. That delights me endlessly. But um, their children, um, but also like. Yeah, I think us reframing it as a conversation really about if the big fear is economics, then let's talk about economics. You know, if the big fear is, you know, the distribution of global power, let's talk about the distribution of global power and stop talking about like sperms and vaginas. You know, like
1: your (laughs) your sex life is not going to determine the fate of the world.
0: And if it did, I'd love to see what you're doing. <laughs> I yes. would I would be delighted to watch whatever you're doing.
1: <laughs> Amazing. Um, Yeah. I, I don't know if there's anything else. Like, do you have anything else to add? I feel, I just needed I to get- I feel pretty good. I needed to get this off my chest. Like I was reading this and I was just like, what are these, like, are these writers even reading? The, no, they're just pulling headlines. Anyway, if you are out there, dear listener- and you know a lot more about statistics than us, and you've read this study and want to elucidate, please email us.
0: Oh my God, I'd love questions
1: it. Questions at com. If you are just as fascinated by this shit as we are, if you believe in voluntary extinction, if you don't, and you're just like actually concerned and want to explain to us why, because we're like, we don't know what we're talking about. Uh, again, questions at com. We are also on social all relevant social media. Um, I guess we're not on all relevant social media because we don't have a TikTok, but maybe we we'll work Discord.
0: on that. Or a Discord, but yeah. It, if it, it, was it was Discord, it'd just
1: be you, you and I. Like,
0: it would be the two of us. <laughs> yeah. Um. So come say hi, gang. Yeah. If you want us to set up a Discord, come poke us on the other places, and uh, and we will come find a place to chat
1: focus on the other places.
0: Places. Yeah, yeah.
1: you can tell you're alone um. right now. No. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's a cruel sad existence, Tiger.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um with that, until next week, I'm Tiger
0: and I'm Lee.
1: Spread love.
0: Live your damn truth and of course,
1: have fun, have fun sleeping, sleeping in. And- Bye. Penguins over people.
0: (laughs) Penguins over people, you little (laughs) taxpayers.